are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. All right, you know what? When you've been in the business as long as Uncle Kevin and uh, myself have, you know what? You don't have to go through show prep because you know what? We did it for seven or eight years, and that's when we're back at it, Kev. Show prep is for losers. It really is for losers. So, first of all, Kev, how's it right. How's it in uh, sunny Southern California right now? Let me guess. Is it about 75? It's uh- it's it's raining here, but uh, or it's actually sprinkling here. But as the local news calls it, uh, it's uh, Stormwatch 2021. Oh yeah, with a tectonic plate shift that's about to occur. Oh yeah, yeah. You act like any moisture that hits the ground, and we'll all just have to shut the whole pandemic. What pandemic? We've got rain on the ground. We got rain on the ground, man. Hey, Kev. So I wanted to ask you this, and you and I have uh, um, let's. Uh, I wanted to talk a little Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady, with you here. Um, you've been watching oh, football. Yeah. You've been watching football a long time, and you coached a little bit. I, I don't like to talk about it. But let me ask you this. In any realm of sport, have you – sport, Chris Matthews' term right there. Sport. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen anything like this? This man at Tom Brady is 44, and he's still maybe the best quarterback in the world. Uh, well, two different questions. Are you talking about Brady or about the Gronk and Brady? Yeah, Gronk and – we'll get to, we'll get to like, Gronk in a second. But just give me your thoughts. Okay. I I would find it amazing. I think I'm – I mean, aren't you kind of – aren't we all kind of just numb to it now that – like, you know, have you noticed that no one predicts now that this is the year where Brady falls off? Remember <laughs> yeah, for right. like four or five years there, everyone was going to be the hot take guy and he was going to say, oh, this is going to – this is it. This is going to fall – you know, it's going to be Brady. He's going to – He's going to shut the whole thing down or he'll get injured, blah, blah, blah. No one does that anymore. I think we're all kind of numb to it. It's like, you know, if you if you look at the way he prepares himself and then you saw, I don't know if you saw any of that on ESPN, the three-part series with Brady. If you watch that, and I recommend that you watch it, even if, I mean, if, you, if you like sports and you want to see someone who competes, even on, the, on a business level or whatever you happen to be into, watch that and look at the focus that dude has on, on being the best. And and he says something in it that I find that I found very uh, insightful. He, he said it a couple of times. I think he does what he does prep wise and all of this because he finds it fun. Like he likes the he, he I don't even necessarily he gets his yayas anymore as much, I would say, from winning football games. I think he, he gets his yayas as much from and we all need more yayas in our life. Of course, he gets his just from the prep. He still loves the prep. Like Monday morning, that dude's first one in there looking at film and getting the getting taped, and he he enjoys the process. It's like, you know, what do you hear? Uh, like Warren Buffett's uh, famous quote is, you know, focus on focus on the day to day, not the result. You know, like Brady doesn't go in and go, oh yeah, we got to win this week. He goes in and says, okay, it's Monday. I've got to get, uh, you know, I got to get early. I got to do like a QB one meetings. I've got this, this, and this, and then by Sunday, okay, what's what is it now? Oh, it's kickoff, and. If you just watch this Brady thing, I just think that it's it's not that surprising anymore in a in a weird way. What do you think? Well, you know what? That's what that's a great point. I like all the people that are like, oh well, you know, um, it uh, it'll have to fall off eventually. Well, yeah, but I'm sorry, we've never seen yeah. this. We've never seen this before. Let me ask you this: 
Is Tom Brady an NFL quarterback at age 48? He's 44 right no. now, Kev. No. And I'm basing that on on nothing. My so, my my I I basically my gut. When you said 48, God, that's a big number. He's 44 though. But if you had said if you had said 44 when he was 40, I would have said no. Right? I mean, wouldn't you have said no to 44? I would have said no to 44. 48? Hell, that's a you're, you're getting you're getting AARP magazine sent to your house at 44. Well, that's what's crazy. Now, let me ask you this, and this was being talked about on ESPN. Do you think Tom Brady has had any cosmetic work done? Has he have any of the fake lips that we see in California thing going on there, Kev? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think Giselle has either. You see, Giselle saved that turtle the other day. I did see that yesterday. She she saved the turtle. You you and yeah. I. Are- you and I are in the, both in the same boat, though. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, if Giselle made a move on uh, myself, I'm not going to say no. But at the same point, oh, though, at the same point, though, there's a. I don't find her nearly as attractive as no. I think almost every person does. I I agree. She's got a bit of a a bit of a horse face, a bit of a Steffi Graf face for me. Yes, yes, that's a good you know? way. I'm such a chiseled piece of man candy that you know I can turn down you know, horse faces and Steffi Graf faces. But no, people lose their mind over Giselle. And I'm like, eh, you know, I see better looking women walking around downtown Huntington Beach. Yeah, I mean, Kev, when we were there, we were watching and we were mocking women that didn't, that look better than Giselle. Yes, absolutely. Like fish (laughs) in a barrel here. But I find the, 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 real quick, we can go back to Brady, but I find the Brady Gronk thing um, fascinating because I love when they show the, when they'll, they'll throw a touchdown to Gronk, right? And, then they'll show the camera view of behind the offense, so you're just kind of seeing what Brady sees. Right. And I'm amazed at the number of times that Gronk just runs down the field and no one bothers to notice. You know, that's probably the best tight end that's ever played. Nah. <laughs> What's he going to do? It's amazing how many times that guy is, you know, I, I give him a lot of, you know, he runs people over and he runs great routes and he and Brady are on the same page. But, you know, do your D coordinator a favor. Go ahead and put somebody on him. It's amazing how often he just runs, not only runs free. I understand it's going to be difficult, you know, keeping him off the line of scrimmage because he's a big physical guy. I mean, there's times where he just runs right down the hash. No one. It, like, a des- like a deserted island. Slap my neck and call me Tina. Cover that dude. And it's not like he's, it's not like he's like Tom Rathman and he's this six foot fullback no. that's sneaking down the middle. <laughs> And it's not like he's he's sprinting by you. This isn't Bullet Bob Hayes running down the seam. You know what I mean? It's, and he's not invisible. It's amazing how many times I guarantee you. I didn't see the two touchdowns um, that he threw to to Gronk this uh, this weekend, but I guarantee you, one of those he was wide open. Oh, I would and imagine. It's amazing to me. It's like it, it's like oh Jerry Rice. Nah, nah. put the rookie on him. No. Well, you know what I love, Kevin? You were here, obviously, in Tucson at this point. I love all the revisionist Tucsonans, too, that say, oh, I, I could have told you that Gronk was going to be this when he was here. Shut no, up. You no, you couldn't. Yeah. No, exactly. That's such a bunch of crap. He was, he was a good athlete. He was good, you know, but, I mean, he, he there was nothing about that guy. You thought, okay, maybe he could run down on kickoffs and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, maybe more of a fullback, really, if you could find a team that was – Right. Maybe that was because they didn't – you know, really accentuate his his his. Who knew that Arizona wouldn't accentuate a tight end's talent? No, <laughs> no, Kev. Shocking, absolutely shocking. But yeah, I love the people that were. You know, those are the same people that say that they were at uh, 
you know, I was at Will Chamberlain's 100 point game and there's, you know, 300,000 people around the world that say they were there. I was at, uh, you know, Larry Bird's 63 point game and there's, you know, 400,000 people that say they were at that game. But of course there was only, you know, like 40,000 that were actually able to fit in there. Same people that do the same thing with Gronk. Oh, I knew Gronk was going to be a tight end pro, all pro when I saw him in college. No, you didn't. Kev, your pants are on fire. I shit you not. I had three different classmates growing up who said that their grandfather was the bomber in the Enola Gay. No, they weren't. <laughs> no, they weren't. That's a very specific position right there. None of you, all yes, of you are yes, lying. Yes, that is uh, the bomber in the, <laughs> the Enola Gay. That's, that's the name of my sex tape, by the way. <laughs> the bomber of the Enola Gay. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people don't uh, don't know that. Yeah, you know, but uh, okay. But going back to uh, going back to Brady and Gronk. Okay, I'm going to give you some grief here. Are you ready? Yes. I know where you're going. Are you ready? You know I know where you're going. Go ahead. You know what I'm going to say. Yep. Are you ready to recant your Bill Belichick statement? You know, it's funny, Kev. I was watching that game last night, and I'm thinking to myself, you "Thought of me, didn't you?" I, Kev. Not only did I think of you, I thought of you about four different times, and I'm like, Kevin, it's going to murder me. Yes. Yeah, well, you thought of yeah. me. Well, the bombing of the Enola Gay. So, I was a hundred percent wrong. Here's what's amazing about Belichick, too. You watch this game; they only score 14 points. You're going against a high-powered Buffalo Bills offense, right there. They get into the red zone two different times at the end of the game, and each time Josh Allen looks like he's having to pray to get the ball. What he does is amazing, and what he does defensively with this team, especially yeah. Kev. I mean, it it it's next. You're, you're you're truly dealing with a savant, a guy who sees things in just a different way than anybody else. And Bill Belichick, if he's listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast, which I assume he is, and you know he is, I apologize. But Kev, you feel free to roast me a little bit here because I've been wrong on a lot of stuff. I've never been more wrong on something than this. You bring up a good point, and I'll roast you here in a second. Next. You bring up a really good point about the uh, red zone. Not only were they dysfunctional in the red zone it is it was as if they had never been there before and Allen got to his like three-step drop and looked at the looked at the secondary and had no idea what the hell was going on right none and then that last play they completely disguised that play and the bills thought they were going to be sneaky little bastards they ran that they ran that post under and they thought oh that safety is going to jump and Bel- you know belichick yesterday actually <laughs> probably more accurately at kickoff Walked up to that kid and said, here's what they're going to do. And boom, that's exactly what they did. I mean, it's a, it's amazing how they made that Buffalo uh, offense just look like they had only been together together as a team for like an hour. It was amazing. You know what else is amazing, too, is how he is able to make – now, listen, Cam's not a – Cam's a brain-dead quarterback. So you can't really – you know, you can't really judge anything. Look I'm at what – Yes, look at what they've done, though, with Mac Jones. Mac Jones was a really good college quarterback. I did not foresee him being a guy that looks like he's going to be an all-pro. Kev, what they've done with him, and obviously Belichick at the forefront, is absolutely amazing. What they've, if, if you could maybe if you could give a, a coach of the year on, on the offensive and the defensive side of the ball, I would vote for Belichick for both of them. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. And my my thought with you, and I'm I'm only going to roast you a little bit. You should roast me, Kev. Right now, I mean, uh, what, uh, Arizona Cardinals head coach. He might be coach of the year. But I'm with you on the Belichick. Belichick's got to be in the conversation. 
it, and it's not that he's in the conversation. To me, he's the the no brainer. Yeah. If I if I were to tell you before the season that it, uh, that the well maybe not you, but if you were to tell me that the Buffalo or the New England Patriots were going to be number one in the AFC with a new quarterback wow. with a defense that doesn't have a ton of I mean marquee names. You look at it. There's not a yeah. there's not a Lawrence Taylor out there. There's a bunch of good pieces. Yeah. I love last night. I, I love last night too. To your point, they they show all the money that they spent on defense, and it's a lot of Johnny Johnsons and Tommy Thompsons and a bunch of guys I had never even. Uh, they got that Udon guy. I mean, a bunch of guys I had never heard of. But I'm thinking to myself, usually when Belichick you know spends money on free agents, it doesn't really work out that. I mean, he has he's made some stinkers. Right. And draft choices. He's made some stinkers too. But you got to give him credit this go around. Okay, here's my roast on you. Do it. Uh, and then we can move on. Yeah, and you're not alone in this because people said this. People make this argument all the time about Belichick. Without Brady, he's four games over 500. Okay, he's probably mm-hmm. more than that now because he's, he's oh, he's definitely over that now. But at the time, this is the start of the season. Uh, Belichick was without take Brady out, and Belichick is four games over 500, going back to the Browns and all of that. And my thought to that is, uh, wh- whoever you think is the greatest coach in the league, other than Belichick, if, if you don't think Belichick is. Let's say it's Andy Reid. Let's say it's Pete Carroll. Whoever you assume, someone, whoever you think is the best head coach, take out their starting quarterback. What do you think their record would be over sixty games? <laughs> Probably about four games over five hundred. <laughs> and I honestly, never understood the argument. NFL is such a quarterback specific that if you took out the quarterback, well, obviously the fact that he's four over five hundred is a remarkable. Well, Kev, let me ask you this: What if you put Kurt Warner in there? Oh, I think you mean to say Hall of Famer. Hall of Kurt Famer, Warner. Kurt Warner, my man. And, and, who didn't, who didn't, and who could question Kurt Warner in the Hall of Fame? Hey, that movie's out this weekend. About, uh, what's it called about him? Yeah. Uh, Kurt, the Kurt Warner story. It's in the theaters. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'll probably wait till it goes to straight to DVD, just like the Kevin Porno. But at the same time, though, um, <laughs> <laughs> I am looking forward. I am looking forward to that. You know what? You know what you can get on DVD, huh? The Bomber, the Enola Gay. You can get that on my sex tape. It's on DVD now. And a lot of people don't know. Uh, that but I do, I do hear... Go ahead. A lot of people think that there were three bombers that actually lived in Tucson. The real bomber of the Enola Gay now resides at Huntington Beach. Yes. The real bomber has, has moved. I did hear that uh, Kurt Warner in this movie that's released on Saturday does shoot several buckets oh. in the movie. So uh, it's did... right up Mike Luke's alley. Does he do it Alec Baldwin style? <laughs> Too soon? I, I, I don't know. I, I watched the Alec Baldwin thing and it was bizarre because he said he didn't Did he didn't pull the trigger, but at the same yeah, time so though it was fired. The, yeah, I don't understand. I think he's trying to separate himself from the facts and from liability and and he's he's just a wholly unlikable human being anyway. You know, I, I have a hard time getting mine. I, I, that guy, I find I find his story about not firing it to be Falderall and Twaddle. Falderall and Twaddle, Michael. Nonsense. We don't. We don't. Fall. Uncle Kevin. Uncle Kevin Iron Mike don't fall for that kind of stuff. Period. Bring it. No, take it to another. No. Take it to another venue. Yeah. Dude, did you see the? Um, I meant to. Ask, I meant to ask you this too, and I thought you made a. <coughs> I thought you made a really interesting point too. So with USC, yeah. So I'm watching a little bit of high school, California high school football this past week. Um, yeah, some tapes. Games we get. 
Well, here's what I want. Here's what I want to know. And you pl- you played a little bit. You don't. You'll talk about your playing days more than you'll talk about your coaching days. That goes without saying. Yes. What yes. What about California? And again, I get that California is huge. I get that L.A. County, Orange County is huge. But why is there such a preponderance of amazing talent out there? I mean, you've got high schools out there that would destroy the entire state of Arizona. Well. It's funny you should uh, bring this up because I went to a, a Newport Harbor uh, game this year. Carter uh, Lewis, Newport Harbor. What's that? Carter, Carter Lewis. Lewis? No. I gotta look up. I gotta look up Carter Lewis on the Facebook. No, Newport Harbor played uh, Corona Del Mar. It's a rivalry game here. It's all the rich kids uh, either go to Newport Harbor or Corona Del Mar High School. And I was with a buddy of mine who coaches uh, out in uh, in Riverside. He doesn't coach anymore. But we were talking about sort of this very thing. He was asking about Tucson and you know about kids. Uh, he's got a bunch of buddies that uh, recruit uh, for some of the – one of his buddies recruits for UCLA or works for uh, a recruiting service uh, for UCLA um, and actually used to work in the recruiting department for UCLA. And he was uh, talking to him about me moving back to California, blah, 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 and Tucson and just the lack of – and he basically said the same thing. But one thing he said that I thought was fascinating was um, in California, at, even at the, the freshman level, they pay their assistant coaches. Damn. Okay, and a lot of assistant, a lot of assistant coaches at the freshman level in Tucson, you get the dad that happens to get off work at two o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> right? To be your coach, you know what I mean? So right. in California, because you pay, now it doesn't pay a lot as a freshman assistant, but you can get the guy who is either one of two things: either the guy that is is maybe uh, played football there and is hardcore into it, and is going to move his way up because he wants to be a football coach, so he's going to be hardcore, he's going to learn, he's going to do all the camps you send him to all of that stuff, or you can get the dad that just wants to spend more time other than what the court mandates with his son <laughs> in Tucson. And a lot of that, I think, is just because California, the budgets, I mean, it's a bigger school. You, They can spend more money, you know. But California also, too, I was surprised, and I, I think I, we've talked about this several times. I was surprised. at I thought Tucson was going to be a bigger high school football town oh, when no. I moved there. I thought it was going to be bigger. I thought it felt like it was going to be a small town Texas high school football town. Right, exactly. You know? And there was none of that, and it really surprised me. California takes high school football far more seriously than Tucson does. Why is that? I, I don't know about Tucson. They can't get it. Uh, makes no sense. I don't know, but I'll tell you one thing though, Kev. Watching uh, watching like Servite against Bosco, and I'm thinking to myself, uh, oh my good. gosh, you could put. I don't know that there's one kid in Tucson, and this isn't meant to slight Tucsonans. I don't know if there's one kid in Tucson that could start for either one of those schools. Kevin, it was like watching a college football teams go against each other. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. I was at a, a that Bosco game, what, I think 2017, and there was uh, – and I was, again, with my buddy, um, same guy I told you about, and he said that there were – four Ohio State commits on the field. Yeah. Just just from one school at Ohio State. Forget all the other kids. who got all the you know, USC, UCLA. But on that in that one game where St. John was playing uh, uh played modern day, I think it was the second round of the playoffs actually, um four kids committed to Ohio State on one field. On one field. It's it's just stunning. Yeah. And then it's, it's not it's- and the quality of play the player the players are bigger and and, you know, you can't chalk it up to sevens because Tucson has sevens leagues, passing leagues, you know. 
I, I don't honestly. I th- I think it's probably just like the hot chick thing. It's a numbers game. You can pick from more kids. There's, I mean, there's high schools in Tucson where you know they're probably having to go out and get kids who normally don't want to play football, and you got to kind of have to talk them into it because you know their friends play or whatever. In California, you know Edison High School, who's not even a power anymore, they just had a hundred kids go out for their team. A hundred. I. What was it? Uh, I thought Glenn. I thought Glenn Parker made an interesting point one time. He was talking about um, was uh, a guy, Glenn Parker. You might have played a little football with him at some point. Not familiar with his work, but go ahead. <laughs> he was talking though, and he said there's something too. He said with California, he said you've got like two groups of people. He said you've got the kids that are already studs, the Reggie Bushes, and then he kind of talked about himself a little bit, where he said. You know, I was a late bloomer. I didn't even think about playing football. And he said, there just aren't those kids walking around in Tucson, he said. And he was talking a little bit about himself that with a six foot five frame that can just move the way that you can, he said. And that might just go to what you're talking about too, Kev, where it's just kind of a numbers game. Yeah, I I think that's exactly right. I think the kids, the kids in Tucson that you get to play high school football are the kids that you were sort of meant to get. I think in California, just because of the sheer number of, you know, my, my, uh, my graduating class, my senior year was two, was 2000 kids. Wow. 5,000 students in right. my little over 5,000 students in my high school. It's, it's just, you know, you don't, you can be fairly selective, you know, right. the, if you go to a buffet, you can, you know, probably hold out for the prime rib, but if you go to a different buffet, you're probably happy to get a Ritz cracker. Do they have golden corrals out there? Uh, no, they do not. But they have Sizzlers, baby. Ah, I love Sizzler. We're going to Sizzler. Sizzler. We're going to Sizzler. It's funny. I watched that movie the other day. That movie holds up. That movie holds up well. You know, and it's funny. I didn't even thought about that till you just started mentioning that. I'm like, man, I haven't seen that movie in probably 35 years. <laughs> but also another thing too. That, another thing too here that I think is a big part of uh, football. Is, uh, is the junior colleges are a big deal here. Orange Coast College, uh, Golden West College, you got El Camino, you got Saddleback, you know. Now, obviously, you can have more junior colleges because you're going to have, um, because you're going to have more people. But I think that's, you know, you had options. You know, in Tucson, you've got one junior college, really, that right. you can go to, and that's about it. Right. And so you had options at uh, here in Southern California. Like, Glenn went to a, Glenn got his football experience at a, at a junior college, you know. And if he, if he, if Golden West didn't work out, he could have gone to Orange Coast College or Saddleback or Irvine or he would have had a multitude of options. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, he went to Golden West, and three years later, he's uh, starting in the Super Bowl. Yeah, must works out well. All right. The great thing about yeah. it, we we got Uncle Kev back in the scenes. Kev's going to be back on again next week. Kev can come on as many times yeah. as he wants. So we got you know what, Kev, to show you your pull record amount of downloads from the last one, and not only a record amount of downloads, Kev. 170 more than the previous one. Uncle Kev is oh, back. Hey. He has staked his stake there. And guess what? Kev doesn't know this yet, but I'm going to be out in California uh, December 28th to January 3rd. And that means that we get to we record. Gotta, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We get to record oh, in person. Fantastic. We've got to go. Uh, we never made it to Blackie's. We will make it to Blackie's. But Kev- we could even uh, we could even do our podcast from Blackies because they've got those big uh, booths in the back. That'd be fun. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's where you know what I'm springing this on Kevin, but I don't spring anything on Kevin that Kevin isn't prepared to be sprung on, like the Anola Day. So the 28th you're going to be out there. 28th through the third, correct? Yes, I'll message you and we'll get everything figured out. But yeah, it. Uh, but as always, 
As always, I'm, my man. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, as, as always, my man. Appreciate you, bro, and thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. Thanks, Mike.